I got a message for your American buddy. I'm your wife, damn it! Ah, would have to go up to the wives in the library or the supermarket and say hello. I am new here. I know, George, you think I don't know anything, but I know people. I get 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot as you. You want your file? I found you your file. You want it out? I got you out. You needed money? I found you some. Now, let's face it here. I've got to, you know, latch on to something in my life. Oh, yeah, you blind. No use to try to sweet talk me, Miss Scarlet. I know you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was going to love me? Who, who was going to make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets you shit. I got a two-inch thick solo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait this minute. When you and Guy come over and supple with us tonight, what do you say? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and has anyone seen my new red hat? (laughs) And my name is Colin Drucker, and that's some good paying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Rosie. Rosie. I can't wait to talk about her. Rosie. And, Mad- and I think Madonna said that line, but I can't wait to talk about Rosie oh. as well. I know. But that's one of those things that I didn't remember until the last time, until I watched that movie, the movie again for this episode. Like, yes. for as many times as I've seen A League of Their Own, there's always things I remember differently or lines that I remember differently or just sure. moments. And then it's like, oh, oh, that's how it happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, if I was to say between, I mean, they're both sort of like loud and outspoken Madonna and Rosie, but I, I picture Rosie singing that, singing that, <laughs> saying that. Um, she is a singer. She's been on Broadway. Yeah, yeah. Didn't she? Uh... She was like in, she played the cat in the hat. Oh, that's right. And Susical. I remember because that was like during, did you watch her show when you were younger, like the Rosie O'Donnell show? Oh, with the koosh balls and the, and the oh, pantsuits. Yes. And John McDee and the McDLTs, you know. <laughs> you remember that show well. I, I watched it religiously. I wow. My brother and I, like, ran home. We loved it. It was great. I, I really enjoyed it. Wow. I, uh, I, I do remember it being on, but I feel yes. like we were in Oprah House, you know, so. I wish I was in Oprah House, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Keon often says, he's like, I'm so glad you met me after Oprah was off the air because he was like in it to mm-hmm. win it. Like he would watch every day. So there's that. But Oprah's not in this movie. She's uh, not. <laughs> it would have been nice, but she's not. That um, would have been great. I know. Yeah. But there are so many fabulous ladies in this movie. Uh, and even some great men. Um, yes. So it, it lends itself to a BSAs of style episode. Um, yes. But of course, like let's... Because a league of their own, I feel like for our, you know, we're both in our, our you know, mid-30s. And so for mm-hmm. when this came out in our lives, I feel like this is this is such like a staple. And so what what is your history with a league of their own? I, oh gosh, um, I had definitely probably at some point seen it in full. But really, all this, this is like a bits and pieces movie to like the nth degree. Like, mm. I just remember, uh, of course, I remember There's No Crying in Baseball. I remember I've Been Traded to Racine. I remember, like, everything was there. It's like, if anything, like, the broad strokes were there, but it was like kind of filling in the blanks of the um, of the puzzle when I watched it again this week. Because I just had never... I don't want to say I never sat down and watched it, but I think that it's just been a long time. So I was, I had such a great time. It's like a near perfect movie. Mm. I just like love everything about it. It's funny. It's like dramatic. It's women. It's women doing things that men typically do and like 
overcoming um, a lot of obstacles to like make themselves known in that field. And uh, I love the era that it's in. Uh, I just think that that plays a big part too. And mm-hmm. like all of the men, like you said too, I mean, I would say minus John Lovitz and oh. maybe even, is it Gary Marshall? It's Gary, Gary Marshall. Marshall, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Tom Hanks and, uh, oh, what's his name? Mr. Lowenstein. He's David so handsome. David Strathairn. Yeah, he's so yeah. hot in this movie. Oh, God, I love him. <laughs> I know. I feel like if there was a different movie or a different time that Stanley Tucci could be like in that role. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. I feel like David Strathairn was was kind of paving the way for the Stanley Tucci roles. Yeah, with like yeah. the the circle glasses and just like, mm-hmm. uh, he's not a geek, but like he's not traditional. And I'd say he's like a pr- pretty traditionally handsome man too, but mm. I was so into him in this movie. Um, and I like looked at his name for like four hours. So I'm glad that you pronounced it. You said Strathairn. I mean, I have no idea if that's I know. Correct. It's like straight. Th- <laughs> it's not, st- Strathairn sounds wrong. Strathairn. We're going to say Strathairn. Strathairn, yeah. <laughs> Even though Strathairn. Strat- yeah, we'll call yeah. him Jay. I mean, the, the chutzpah to go into Hollywood and have a career as a celebrity with that name, you know? Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it, it's no, uh, I don't know. No Zelda Rubenstein. No Zelda Rubenstein, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, he, he's certainly, you know, it's not. it doesn't roll off the tongue like Elizabeth Taylor, but. That's true, that's God true. bless him. Uh, but yeah, even the men are BSA worthy um, as far as just like, I mean, I love men that support women in that capacity, but there is a special type of man like Mr. Lowenstein and Tom Hanks when he eventually comes around, I guess, mm. that uh, that I just really, I loved it. I cried so many times oh. during this movie <laughs> at, at like things that I should have never cried. Within like the first 30 minutes, I had cried twice. I yep. was like, what is happening here? <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, it was great. I'm, I I can't wait to discuss. Say, I'm very, How about you? I'm very excited to compare notes on the crying moments because there's one <laughs> in my mind where I was like, "We are barely into Act One. Why oh. am I crying?" Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have to, it's Marla Hooch at the train station. Yes, so. yes, exactly. It's I was just gonna say I was like, "Well, it's Marla Hooch and her dad." Yeah. Oh, that dad was so great. The he dad, was so great. Because that's easily a, like, come on, Marla, blah, blah, blah. Like, mm-hmm. but he has, like, substance, and he was, like, a single father, and he just wanted his daughter to succeed. It was very nuanced. Oh, I yeah. Yeah, uh, when when the train is pulling away, and she's waving, and uh, the flag, the American it. flag reflecting against the train. No. I, I'm, I... <laughs> I'm all chills. Just... <laughs> Nope. Nope. <laughs> oh, forget oh. it. I was like, oh, God damn you, Penny Marshall. I know. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, that scene, I'm like, it is so early. Because <laughs> you're rooting for her, and I love that she gets her own segment like that. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I, I mean, I it. think, you know, that just that that establishing shot of Marla and her father sitting inside the train station at the bench, and then in the background through the door, you can see the train. It's such a beautifully set up shot, yeah. and it's just like... Oh, and it just oh it oh god yeah well we'll get to it because you know she'll I think she's gonna get brought up today but uh, yes she will um I, you know I had a similar experience with League of Their Own I feel like whether it was uh, having HBO as a kid or seeing it on TBS or TNT or whatever yeah. I had always seen parts of it and I and for the longest time felt like I had not seen it in full and so yeah. you know I knew same thing as you like there were segments that I knew really well and. You know, I knew I, I remember the charm school moments and I remember, mm-hmm. um, you know, the uh, no crying in baseball and Stillwell and, and, you know, when 
the telegram comes from the war department. <sighs> it's from the war department. Uh, oh my God. And so like, I, and uh like the way that Gina Davis goes, Oh sweetie. When she sees Bob again, like I've had that in my head. Oh, forget it. For the it's... better part of my life. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and like, you know, one of those things where I, I mean, I feel like it, it just, yeah, it, it, there were, there's moments of this from like, this is perfect. This is exactly how you make a movie. Like, a league of their own is top shelf montages. Like this, is I was going to say that was part of my notes. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And I love what, and I traditionally don't love sports movies. So mm-hmm. this is the way to do it. But go on, go on. Well, that's I think what I loved about this is you know, a lot of times in sports movies, like usually, like you know, throughout there's like these long sequences of them playing, and then like. The, the climax is always like the big game. And usually with movies like this, once we get to the climactic big game, I'm like, oh God, I like, I hope this is over soon. Like I'm, I don't want to see baseball. Yes. I yes. am not interested, but oh my God, I, I could watch montages of them like practicing and like trying out. And like, I just, I love just seeing like, you know, catches ball, rolls and throws ball. Like I just love like shot yeah. after shot and the music. The music is great. Hans the, Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. It is the music. The music is in the same way. There's other movies like Psycho and Halloween, which I know are horror movies, but they're great examples sure. of movies that are good movies, but the the soundtrack elevates it into the stratosphere of like a great movie. Oh, uh, yeah. And I really feel like A League of Their Own is is a good movie. And with, with the score, it's a great movie. Yes, I agree. And it's funny because I read on IMDb that Penny Marshall like says that she believed that Hans Zimmer never understood baseball. Yeah. <laughs> like, does that mean that she wasn't a fan of the soundtrack? I don't know. Right. But I, I would disagree. There's so many. There's like the instrumentation in the last like the World Series <gasps> game with like this like sort of like trumpet. Mm-hmm. It has this like bolero sort of. Yeah. It's like this sort of. It's so, I would have never chosen it, but I'm so glad it's there. It's like when Kit comes up to bat and she's like freaking out in the dugout and stuff like that. It's, uh, I have it's notes awesome. on that. I have things to say. Oh, I'm moment. so excited. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, a league of their own. I mean, before we get into our, our BSAs, I mean, cause I did not put Gina Davis and Tom Hanks on my list just because I considered them leads. Uh, which doesn't mean if you have them on your list, that's fine. I did want to just talk about Gina Davis before we dive into the ladies. Yeah. Uh, What's crazy to me, and I'm sure you'd read this as well on IMDb, is that she was like a last minute replacement for Deborah Winger. Yes. And I love Deborah Winger. I would have been more than happy to see Deborah Winger in this, but Gina Davis is excellent in this movie and like the character of Dottie and the way that she kind of like exists as Dottie and that like big sister energy and that confidence and like just oh my god I I love Dottie I I think this is such a great performance yeah I so I will say that her she's on my list okay. I put her on the list because of all the reasons that we're start, uh, talking about already too but Especially, it's such a palate cleanser after the accidental tourist. Oh. I just can't believe that those are the same people, right? The same actresses, because this is like 
it just seems like she is Dottie. This is like she was meant to exist in like that era. Like there's something about the way that her her jawline is like such like mm-hmm. it's, it's everything, every single detail, the way that she's dressed, the way that she carries herself, the poise that she has, but also the way that she can like. I don't know. She just has like leadership qualities that really like uh, lend itself well to what she has to do in this movie is like being a, the big sister and also like um, making the starting lineup. You're just so glad that she's in the room. Or like, yeah. okay, well, Dottie's here. She'll take care of it. And it's just like, it's like, I feel taken care of. And she's fantastic and, and also reserved in a way mm-hmm. um, that works just enough because uh, she's not that removed and like she gets to have so many levels it's it's great but i'll i'll talk about that more on my list but uh if you want to build on that go for it I'll, since she's on your list i'll save some of my other thoughts for her and we'll yeah. cover her then um awesome. and now is tom hanks on your list or <laughs> he is he okay is. great he then we'll talk list, about him yeah. then that's totally fine i'm sorry i'm that, sorry hey no that's uh that is yeah. okay um yes. well let's then let's talk about some of our honorable mentions and then we'll dive into our mm. our typical you know bsa's five to one um you know yeah formula BSA countdown style, style yeah yes um uh oh i was gonna it. say i have a bunch of uh, honorable mentions i well. know i mean i can name all of these women too and like there's some honorable mentions that i was so close to putting on the list like if i was to take uh tom and gina off i could easily plug these ladies in but mm-hmm. the first one i gotta say is Ann Cusack as Shirley Baker. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a, I mean, uh, what a lovely little role. And I mean, that, yeah, that moment when she's trying to read the lists to find your name is just uh, another moment I cried. I, know. I just didn't understand to pack that much punch and like a less than a minute scene, too. Cause like she, I just love that. I love they didn't have to show any of that mm-hmm. that's i think that's like kind of my my new motto for the podcast is like it's and like they didn't tell her to do that they didn't have to show that so yeah. i feel like we've said that a couple times already on the podcast but um yeah they didn't need to show that shirley baker scene but like i love the idea of like someone who it's just showing how diverse all these women are too and like where they're coming from and i feel like she has like a southern accent i feel so she's coming from the south mm-hmm. um and I'm just so you're just so relieved that she made it, and you're also like more excited that she's a peach as well too. And that mm-hmm. they just he says like go join your team, and then she's just wiping her tears, and then she walks yeah. over. Yeah, Ugh. and I feel like it. It's also like it capitalizes on that feeling that we've all had of like checking the cast list or or being yeah picked exactly. for dodgeball. It's all of that like oh god, <laughs> the the sad humiliation of not of of looking one more time and everyone knowing like oh you didn't get picked yeah yeah it's i agree i think i she's a great ensemble member and obviously she is featured in that great scene with may teaching her how to read Mm -hmm. um she i mean like such like iconic lines of like milky what what yeah breasts like it's (laughs) that's ann cusack yeah um, she's wonderful. She's great. And I feel like one of my honorable mentions is a perfect compliment is Anne Ramsey as Helen, who helps her, who the, the infamous, can you read, honey? Uh, yes. I yes, yes. love her in this movie. She almost made my list because she has wow. such a great energy. And like, I mean, she's the she one does. responsible for the line of like, has anyone seen my new red hat? And it's just, <laughs> she's so like 
distinctive. I mean, I only really recognized her. She had like a supporting role on Mad About You, I think is like sure. a friend or a sister or something. But she just has like a, when she's in the scene or she has a line, it just like stood out to me. And in that scene with Shirley Baker, I'm so relieved when Helen jumps up to help her. I was like, oh, people helping yes. people. I love it. She has, um, I feel like she has a lot of Laura Dern energy, if that makes sense. Yes. It's like the same stature. There's like, not the same voice per se too, but like there's something about, they could play like sisters mm-hmm. in, in a movie, I feel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I get that. Yes. I love her. Yeah. Um, who else do you have on your honorable mentions list? Um, I have two more. Um, my this is, I mean, no. Let me just think of how who I want to say first here. I will say okay. I'll go. I'll go with Tracy Reiner, Betty Spaghetti. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is that is a quintessential scene. If you don't remember anything about this movie, you remember the telegram scene. Yeah, with um her of course, realizing that her husband has been killed in war and it's so sad. Um, but like that scene in general, I like also her, I think she's like, and she's, um, is she Penny Marshall's daughter? I think that's correct. <laughs> sure. Let's, let's go with that. Yeah. Um, I feel like she could play like an Italian sort of like a young, beautiful Italian woman in some movie or something like that too. Mm-hmm. But um, I love the name Betty Spaghetti, first of all. Oh, yeah. But I think that there's so much that packs a punch to that to be able to just like burst out into tears like that. And you feel it. You really, really feel it because that that scene is so tense to begin with. But really, I mean, the like the assistant to the BSA is Rosie O'Donnell's single tear falling oh. off her cheek because that is what really opens the floodgates for me Mm -hmm. because Rosie is so, or Doris is such a steel trap of emotion. So to see her let loose like that, and you could, you know, that's just like Rosie O'Donnell. Like she's like, I'm just reacting to this because I, she's a crier. I feel Rosie is. Yeah. I feel like that's a great example of like, they didn't need to show that, you know, but like, yeah, it's that kind of ensemble work of giving another character a moment in the scene. That's not about her that I'm always excited by. Um, yeah, yeah, that scene is, oh, God, it's, and, you know, I and I think that Gina Davis is so great in that scene because you're just, like, you know, thinking, oh, it could be Bob, it could be her, and she's kind of kept in the shot, and it's, like, that fake out at the end, and I just, I love the way that you see, it's kind of, like, just as, as uh, Jimmy's about to tell Betty, you can see that Dottie's about to break, it's, like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, and then it's Betty's, and it's just, yes. oh, that scene is devastating. Yeah. Um, and that stupid telegram guy, oh. he's like, oh, I hate these. When someone's husband dies, woof. You yeah. know, I was like, could you? It's like they're beating us over the head with that. But uh, fine. Go ahead, Colin. Go ahead. Uh, so my, I mean, uh, my next one I'm going to say, and this is a much smaller honorable mention, but I can't not at least name Maida Gillespie, played by Laurel Cronin, who does that like... Uh, she does the radio report where she talks about um, <laughs> girls playing baseball. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I thought about her. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's yeah. such a great contrast to everything that's going on. Yes. It's just that I, always I stands out to me. Like, Mr. Harvey, like your chocolate bars, you're completely <laughs> nuts. Like, it's so, oh, my God. I just, and I looked her up on IMDb. She had died, like, the year the movie came out. So this oh. was her swan song. But... I just think, like, in terms of tiny roles that just, like, make a huge impact, I always think about Miss Maida Gillespie. And, like, yes. even the visual and the sound of, like, the 
dun 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 of the radio starting. Like it just is that's something that's always been burned in my memory with a league of their own. Yeah, that's our type of lady as mm-hmm. well too. Even though she's not on the right side of things, she's she's funny and yeah. fun to listen to. Yes, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned her. That's really good. Yeah, um, I have one more, and mm-hmm. um, she almost made my list because she's featured enough, and she makes me. She just makes me laugh. It <laughs> makes me laugh. <laughs> um, and this is Biddy Shram as Evelyn Gardner. Okay, yeah. I just like. I think she's so funny. And I, she's Stillwell's mom, so she plays that role. She never once, like, scolds him. She just lets him, like, run around. But I I love that everyone else on the team wants to kill Stillwell because mm-hmm. he's just, like, a fat, annoying kid. Yeah. He serves his purpose, and I my blood starts to boil whenever I see him. But I just love – I also love when – I mean, she is the woman that Tom Hanks yells at in There's No Crying in Baseball. And the way that she bursts into tears is so – great and now she just it's almost like that like her lip she kind of just like spits out her tears and she tries to hold it in Mm -hmm. and then there's like a moment later where she does something wrong again it's also a great tom hanks moment where he's like i i want to kill you and then she's like and then but she smiles because she knows that she's not going to get yelled at Mm -hmm. i loved her yeah. And I think she's beautiful, and I, I just, I laughed a lot at her in this movie, and uh, wanted to give her a shout out. Yeah, she's on my list, so I will. Yay, yes. good. Okay, so good. I will say, yeah, like. I'm so glad. Evelyn is a great example of, like, featured supporting player, mm-hmm. like, featured ensemble, you know? Yes, the definition of, I, I loved her. Yeah. Loved her. Um, so I have a, 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 just a couple more honorable yeah, mentions that I'll blow through. So one is. I and there was a there was a period of time when that I almost added her to this list, but there's something about the older Doris played by Vera Johnson in her oh, only film role. Yes, she's so like kooky and lovely, and she reminds me of Natalie from uh, Facts of Life, and <laughs> and that scene in the beginning when she's running bases and she's like, "I'm coming, I'm coming!" Like I just. Yes. I just love that's my kind of old lady and I was surprised that she didn't have like a bigger career I was like oh is she is she not someone because she could be someone if she wants she does yes I could see that for sure um all the older women too and because when at first when you said older Doris I thought you meant older Dottie I'm Um, still like getting all of the names right every time you say a name I'm like panicking I'm like huh remember remember Doris is Rosie O'Donnell. Yes. So older, Dor- older Rosie O'Donnell. Yes. Yes. But I, I agree. I agree. Because it's like, it's exactly who you want her to be mm-hmm. as an older woman too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will say just in general, in terms of honorable mentions, and this is, I mean, some of these ladies are are not actors. They're, you know, old baseball players. And, and sure. there's something about, especially in the last, like the when we return to quote unquote the present and they're at the Baseball Hall of Fame, the old lady acting is... Oh, there's some mugging going mugging. on for the camera. There it's is so some, good. some like, you know, uh, what do they call it? ADR, some like post-dubbing they do later. Where yes, you know when yes, they're yes. when they're going into the the building and there's some woman saying, "Oh look look what they got on the wall, women of baseball." Look, at, oh I've got goosebumps. Like these lines were added months later. Oh yes. Um, and I don't. I feel like I've never fully watched like all of the baseball playing through the credits. Have you watched? Oh, all I didn't. The- I didn't. Oh God. Ooh, tell you, me about it. It ends on, and this is clearly like an actual 
you know old baseball player but and they're doing a bit but i guess like the umpire calls you know an out when and she gets mad and she turns and starts yelling at him and it's so bad it's like so bad they even have a shot of her like kicking the dirt with her foot like it's so like she's an angry chicken it's yeah. Like and they're clearly doing like oh this is what it was like they're doing that kind of like in like impression of tone and sure. it's oh it's so like it's so cheesy but I like <laughs> you lapped it up yeah, yeah. lapped it up um, <laughs> my last honorable mention is mostly I mean some of it is for the the performance but also just because I'm in love with him is the uh, the army guy that May dances with at the Sud Bucket. Yes. Uh, played uh, by Eddie Mecca, who is on Laverne and Shirley. So that yes. makes sense that he, he is so hot. That is yeah. like, I'm like, oh my God. Oh, uh, like you could throw me all over the Sud's Bucket or that place. <laughs> I, I don't care. Yeah. And I want to believe that Madonna did, I would say most of that dancing, but I feel like there's some stunt double stuff going on there. I don't know. Mm. She could have done it all. I don't know. I mean, that sequence is amazing. That that is yes. like you know <laughs> we we talked about on Pride and Prejudice, like those ball scenes, and I'm like, oh, for God's sake, the dancing, the, oh, dancing. the dancing. But this, oh my God, I just can't get enough of this scene. Um, yeah, as much as I would never want a league of their own, the musical, I could see some of this going really well. Yeah. I could see it possibly happening. Um, but it's also as much as I want to support like an all female musical, like, yes, like that would be great. Yeah. I'm sure it's like already in the works. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking about like, <laughs> let's how? write it, Colin. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Instead of damn Yankees, it's damn peaches. Yeah. <laughs> damn peaches. <laughs> so um, peaches Christ superstar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so yeah, those are all my honorable mentions. Uh, great. Let's, Uh, let's, you know, let's get to our, our final lineup as they say. I know. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, I'm going to kick it off and Mm -hmm. I, um, I don't, I'm not sure if I feel really like great about where I placed her, but I knew I had to put her on the list. Um, but I'm, my number five is actually Lori Petty. Great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and I know she's probably on your list too. So I want to like introduce the idea and mm-hmm. just kind of open it up to you. But I think there is something I, gosh, there's something about just like a wet Lori Petty with that mascara that I like, I, de- I, def- it was so, it's imprinted on my mind. Like I remember mm-hmm. Tom Hanks throwing her in the shower. There's something so satisfying and dramatic about her throwing that baseball through the, mm-hmm. the window. I remember as a young gay, I was like, whoa, I just loved it. I, yeah. I, I And I think that's really, she's one of the most important characters to like kind of, that makes the uh, World Series more interesting. It mm-hmm. adds another layer of drama because it could have just been Peaches, the Peaches against Racine. Yeah. And there's no tie to it. But there's this sort of sisterly sister rivalry, I guess, um, adds so much more texture to it that I, I just love that that was a choice and it just adds to it. So like just for, for like her role in the movie, there's that. But I, I just think that she's so good at these sort of... Um, Ugh, I just want to scoop her up and hug her at the same time. But mm-hmm. also I want to smack her around and say like, come on, like you have the power to like you, you're just as good, but it's mm-hmm. also like sibling dynamics too that are tricky. But um, I, 
I'll save more stuff for when we talk about her too. And I don't know if you have anything to say right now, because I know you'll probably talk about her in a moment. But um, I think there's something really special about her as an actress, about her voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love her a lot. And I don't know what else she's done. And I've heard her name a lot too, but I, I've heard it on Lady Watch. I've heard it on like other places, but I never knew that that was Lori Petty. I'm, a, I'm yeah. ashamed to admit, but now I know always. <laughs> I think, I mean, Lori Petty is on my le- my list and, and it, she, she worked her way. Uh, at one point she wasn't, but then she, I was like, oh no, she has to be. Um, yeah. I know that Lori Petty was on Orange is the New Black for a little while. I always think of the movie Tank Girl from the 90s that I never saw, but I'm quite positive she played Tank Girl. And Tank she's been in a bunch Girl. of other stuff, but that is just like what I always think of when I think of the name Lori Petty. Um, I mean, I could, could I, I could very quickly, Lori Petty, what else have you been in? Let me know. Uh, call me now. Uh, yeah, I feel like <laughs> she's been, she, yeah, she's known for Tank Girl. Oh, she was in Free Willy. Uh, well, there you there go. We go. Point Break. Uh, yeah, she's, um, I mean, I agree. I think that this is really such an iconic role for her. Uh, I do have more to say when we get to her on my list, but I will say this, like, uh, yeah, I, I love her. I, I totally agree that there's that part of me that just wants to, like, scoop her up and the part of me that just wants to, you know, slap some sense into yeah. her, which feels violent. But you know what I mean? Like, just yeah, like, come yeah. shake some sense into her. That seems nicer. Um, but I but when she says things like like that, that tremble in her voice when she's like, yes. I know that you're right and I'm wrong. And it's just like, oh, God, that feeling like she just. It, Kit is one of those characters that over the time, to- the number of times I've watched this movie and like we talked about it on All Right Mary and we talked about it all the time in All Right Mary. We just did a bonus episode where we talked about it for like 10 minutes because I was like, oh, yeah. Nick and I are doing the BSAs of A League of Their Own <laughs> and that just kicked us off for 10 minutes. But yes, um, I, uh, I feel like especially this last time I was keeping an eye on Lori Petty and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, she does some phenomenal work in this movie. So I've got yeah. some some thoughts about that. Um, yeah, I mean, even in the kitchen when she's like, please, daddy, uh, I got to get out of here. Like just to her sort of like there's a lot of like begging, like, don't take me out of the game. Mm-hmm. I got to get out of here. Why you got to be so good? That's the line mm-hmm. that really, like gets me when. Ugh. Oh, why you got to be so good? Which makes me so yeah. mad. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Uh, so uh, more on her later. Yes. We'll, we'll, yeah. Um. So Biddy Shram made my list a number five. Yay. Uh, I, I agree with everything you said. I think that that scene, I mean, was, yeah, she is one half of the infamous no crying in baseball scene. And like, it wouldn't, it, it, it you can't, it doesn't work without both of them, you know? And so she deserves, it's like when people talk about, you know, like Little Pound Cake, you know, the the, the creation on season five of, of RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> everyone attributed it to Alaska. And it's like, well, it was Alaska and Linacia Sparks who did Little Pound Cake. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And like Alaska will always credit her when someone brings up. It's like, well, you know, I, I, Linacia Sparks helped create that as well. And so sure. uh, I think of Biddy Shram as the Linacia Sparks of, <laughs> of that moment. Um, yes. Oh, but she's so funny in it. She's so funny. And I also, uh, I, I do love that scene with Tom Hanks at the end when he's just like, the, the, keep trying to keep the lid on the pot and what makes me laugh the most is that way she like nods and smiles like okay okay great okay thanks like it's yeah. oh my god she's I got love her i love her i i don't really i know that she was on the show monk but i know that she's probably been in a bunch of things oh my god yeah 
She was. Did she play like his like sidekick or yep. whatever? Like, yeah, she was his like. Oh my god. Yeah. I my this is like my Anne Dowd and Jean Smart Garden State <laughs> realization right now, because I've always liked that lady. I know there were two of them. There was one at the beginning, and then there it switched to like another woman. But I always liked Biddy Shram a little bit more. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. Okay, that's Biddy Shram. Monk. Yeah, Monk. I'm gonna tune in yeah <laughs> I can't wait. yeah where can i find monk and i love right. tony shalhoub i like, yeah. have this secret crush on him i think he's like so sexy in a weird nerdy way i, I love him a lot uh yeah. great um there was something about betty shram and uh oh dang i now i'm all like thrown off because of this monk realization yeah this monk <laughs> moment yeah uh, it'll come back it'll come back but go yeah. on is there anything else that you have to say about Bitty. No, just that she's, you know, she's great. And, um, you know, and, and, and the character of Evelyn is so sweet. And so obviously like the end when you find out that she'd passed away and it's just like, oh, Evelyn. It's so much like when Angelica Schuyler dies at the very end of Hamilton. You're like, oh, come on. She dies. She dies. Oh, she dies. She dies. <laughs> no, she dies. Of course. Um, and it's just like, well, inevitably, some of these ladies had to die, you know? I know, but why, Evelyn? That's exactly what my thought was. Uh-huh. I, I cried when Stillwell told her that because I was like, oh, I would have loved to have seen her one more, even though we're not going to see her directly. I just wanted right. to know that she, like, but I feel like they did it on purpose because she was so memorable too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, it's like that with I like Jimmy, like that. with Jimmy Dugan as well. It's like, oh wow, yeah. you you would think that'd be such a moment to have them reunite, but it's oh, like, oh, that would have been great. Yeah, but it's also like, but also, yeah, yeah, it's kind of powerful that it's like, oh yeah, you know, never never saw him again. Um, yeah. Ugh. Uh, well, uh, number four. Yeah, Let's who's get to who's it. your number four? My number four, perfect segue, is actually Tom Hanks as Jimmy Dugan. Great. Okay, talk to me. I, I, I'm so happy he's represented on this list. I think he's phenomenal in this movie. I honestly think it's one of his best roles, like, mm-hmm. ever. Like, top three for me. Because I, I don't want to say, I hate saying this movie doesn't work, uh, like, if, if he wasn't in it, that's too strong of a statement too. But like, because these women are perfectly capable of mm-hmm. carrying this movie without whoever was cast as Jimmy Dugan. And I know there were like, like Jim Belushi was cast as Jimmy Dugan at one mm. point, which would have been good. Like I could picture that, but there's something about like Tom Hanks in real life, knowing that he's a good person, but also bringing that to the role too. Like he's a scumbag, but he's still like fun. It's like funny when he's mm-hmm. like drunk, even though alcoholism is not funny. Um, there's something about like how washed up he is and how he's just like doesn't give a shit. And I, I just like watching the transformation and seeing yeah. like, oh, well, I guess she can hit, you know, like those little nuggets of stuff when he starts to pay attention and like, you know, Dottie gives him the coke on the bus. I just thought mm-hmm. that was like a lovely little. I love that scene with them a lot yeah um there was at one point like a love scene or love uh what's the word love uh plot what am i love trying to story say here? like yes love yeah. story with yeah. the two of them and i'm mm-hmm. so glad that they chose not to do that because that mm. would have really it wouldn't have cheapened it but I, I just think he's great i think that like he hits all the comedic stuff perfectly i think that he like that tom hanks yell that he gets that like extra octave up there i call like the woody yell Uh because it's it's like that sort of i can't even imitate it but it's it's like when he's mad 
even though he is like when he's yelling at the girls to get on the bus too i just yes. think it's, it's perfect casting it really is like i i don't know who else could have played that i wouldn't have wanted anyone else uh and to me that's like a, a big bsa like flag for me and I really thought that scene with um, Biddy Shram was so funny because he, yeah. he really takes his time with that. Because you could, it, there's so many levels of like, I want to kill you right now, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to do it because I'm learning and growing. And I just love the two of them together. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, there's I, more of that. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, was, I mean, I was just to agree with you. I mean, I think he, I think the, the genius of casting him is you get, you know, especially at that time. You know, but even still, even if not more so now, you know, you get the most charming actor in Hollywood to play the curmudgeon who eventually comes around. And so you fall in love with him even when he's the curmudgeon, you know, even when he's like, you know, the drunk and like doesn't give a shit. It's like the Tom Hanks energy still comes through where you're like, you kind of always love Jimmy. Um, And then you just love him more when he comes around. And I mean... I am obsessed with, and it's, there is no better, there's no better way to deliver the line of, who's Lou? Like, I just, <laughs> yes, that is Lou so quit. funny. Lou quit. Who's Lou? <laughs> yes. Oh, God. And what's her name? Miss, Miss Bertram? Miss Cuthbert. Name? Cuthbert. Yes. With, yeah. Uh, I love that. Like the, the realization. It's like slapsticky, but it works. It's like it's not over the top and it could be so easily over the top. And one of the things that I read like on IMDb, too, is like the um, like during the filming of the World Series game, it was like, first of all, it was like a thousand degrees outside. Mm. But like all the stars took turns entertaining the unpaid extras and Tom Hanks did puppet shows like over the dugout for the kids. And Rosie O'Donnell did stand up mm-hmm. and Madonna just like went to her trailer. Yeah, like, it did I nothing. So many things to say about Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> all the things that I've heard is just she was so insufferable to work with during this but she liked rosie so that's good because that does show yeah um uh but it makes me love tom hanks even more i just think he's like it's it's he's so and i see what you're saying too because like in my mind in my bsa mind like everyone's a bsa in this movie but Mm -hmm. um in ways because he is like the, the man that's featured the most, he is like the leading actor. But mm-hmm. even as I was looking up like awards for him for this movie, like it, he was coming up as like supporting actor for some oh, stuff wow. too, which mm-hmm. I, I liked. And that, that made me more confident to put him on the list. Plus I just wanted to talk about him because I just think he's um, perfect in this yeah. movie. And it was yeah. that era of Tom Hanks where, you know, it was Philadelphia and Forrest oh, Gump. Oh yeah. It was right like, before. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I mean, Tom, like, uh, Forrest Gump was 94. Yeah. And I think Philadelphia so I guess 93 was 93 going into 94. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this was just like, what an era for Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, well, I'm glad he's on the list. Cause yeah, we, I, I'm happy to clean out about him in this. Yes. Um, uh, he's great. How about yeah. your number four? My number four is Megan Kavanaugh as Marla Hooch. Ooh, Hooch, Hooch. yes. <laughs> what a hitter. What uh, a hitter. I I think it's such a lovely, funny role. I think the, I mean, again, talk about iconic lines. Like, I will never forget, I'm singing a Nelson, you know, and she <sighs> points at him and she's in the red dress and it's, you know, you just you, and I think it's because you, you know, we talked about this a bit before, but like you want this for Marla Hooch, you know, like you want this to work out for her and for her to meet Nelson, and I, I think you know, it, it, her father almost made the list because I just think that the watching the two of them together in those early scenes, 
I mean, he just has that amazing moment where he's like, I know she's not as pretty as these other ones. It's my fault. I raised her as a boy. Like, she loves to play. Oh, when he says that, he lo- she loves to play. And I just thought, oh, I, I, not that I know who this is, but I get it. I get who Marla Hooch was. And she just, you know, she she you know can help work the farm she doesn't really have many friends but damn can she play baseball and like this is i think like for so many of them like this is her only opportunity for anything to happen in her life and i think that's why that scene at the train station just like breaks Mm. my heart because it's like this is so significant and it's a role that could have easily just been like sort of this comic goon, you know, just like, you know, staring out from behind the hair. But I really feel like there was a loveliness about Marla that by the time she got <laughs> married, she's like, I'll see you all next season. I was like, oh, good. Yes. He's right. <laughs> yeah. Waving your hanky. Yeah. Yeah. I just love Marla. And I'm just so, uh, I just, yeah, I, I think it's such a quirky little performance. Yes. Uh, I agree. She's also on my list. Um, mm. That scene with her father, like I wrote this line down where he's like, um, he's like, nothing happens here. You got to go where things happen. Yeah. And then I burst into tears immediately. I just uh. like, I couldn't with that scene. I don't, I, I don't know why I was reacting that way. Like I was like, what's happening in my life that I'm really like, why, why is this hitting mm-hmm. like so close to home for me? I don't know. Um, yeah. But I really was like overwhelmed by that. Uh, mm-hmm. And just really surprised in the best way at how great her father was, and yeah. that they chose someone who has like, I don't know, sensitivity and like uh, he he loves his daughter. He's not just like a blue collar farmer guy that says my daughter can play baseball and look at her go. It's like he mm-hmm. he cares deeply about her. Yeah. Um. And like she says, well, who's gonna cook for you? And like because th- they take care of each other. And yeah. like for him to sacrifice that. Ugh, it's so beautiful. I just yeah. like I I wished I I wanted to see more. Mm-hmm. And that American flag, ugh. I don't know what well, that is what just between the music and the American the flag trumpets. reflection the tri- I just <laughs> was done. Just yeah, I ugh. was really bowled over by that. I Yeah. I was like Marla Hooch. Hooch. Okay. Yeah. Um more on her later. Yeah. But, uh Yeah. Uh so who's your number 3? My number three is Gina Davis. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah, and she's high on the list, too. It's like, I I did have the sort of, like, should I put her on the list? Because she is... I had that sort of, like, leading actress thought. But, like, I think that if I'm going with my idea that, like, everyone's sort of on the same playing field, pun intended, mm-hmm. um, that I was just so... All the stuff we said before, it's like she herself is perfect for the role, I love, there's something even about, like, down to, like, just how tall she is. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, um, she, that that shows so much. And I love that she's the catcher. Yeah. I love that, like, there's something so, like, masculine and sort of, like, domineering about it in a way, too, that, like, works so well for Gina Davis because she has that, like, low voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, toggling between, you know, being this beautiful woman and then also being able to play baseball and the way that she within the movie sort of saves the team like Mm -hmm. splits into like that was like the beginning of everything and just how (sighs) I'm trying to figure out how I want to say this it's like she is probably capable of even more than what we saw like not even Gina Davis the actress but like Dottie or both Mm -hmm. but there's also this 
reservation of we never see her talk about how she never really says out loud how much she loves playing baseball we only get to see it mm-hmm. and i think that's just like the best way that you could like present something to an audience everyone else says it like tom hanks says like you play like you love it and she's like yeah well it's like she i oh, that scene with tom hanks on the bus it's like he's like you know you're the best person in the league right and she's like well she says something to the effect of like, well, how good am I? And mm. then he says that. But then he get he says that great line of like, well, you're lousy, you know, you're rotten, you know, you're the worst right. player. Like he he goes the opposite direction and it's very sweet too. But like I love that she almost I think that she knows it, but she hasn't heard it from and she's maybe heard it from other people, but she hasn't heard it from him. Yeah. And I love that there's that sense of like everyone still kind of needs that validation, even if it is from a man. Yes, there's that too. But it's also the coach. Like everyone needs validation from their leader, I guess. And even though she is the leader, there's just so much to go. I could like keep talking about this too. But I I was just so thrilled to see her. And it's and especially since the last movie I saw her in was The Accidental Tourist. I was like, I would have rather you seen like rather seen you win the Oscar for this, honestly. Absolutely. I agree. I think that um, you know, her her chemistry with Tom Hanks is so phenomenal. I think that scene where they're both trying to give signals to Marla Hooch is, is, I mean, across the board direction. I love that it's acting, Marla too. Oh, and it's oh, Marla oh. Yeah, doing the stepping in, stepping out. Like, Oh God, <laughs> it's so funny. And like, I, like, I think that scene is a great example of like, this is what chemistry between two actors looks like because mm-hmm. they are, they have to be working in tandem in that moment. And like, it's so it's all nonverbal and it's all just body language and like, you know, quietly noticing each other. And what I love about that is then he that's such the redemption for Jimmy because then he gives the correct signal because then Marla gets the hit. And there's that shot of of Dottie in the dugout, like kind of recognizing, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. And like her like they they each have a moment where they they see the other one and, and develop a respect for the other one without yeah. the other one knowing, you know what I mean? Like it's, yes. it's a, a, a quiet respect that they each earn from each other. And so it kind of makes sense that then eventually like it means something to her to hear from him. Like, no, you really are like the best player on the team. Like I think yeah. that um, it's, it, I I'm glad that it didn't turn into a love story because I think their relationship is so much more nuanced as just like coach and star player. Um, yes. who's, who's conflicted yeah um i also i've always been obsessed with the of course like the scene when she's crying in the bedroom after betty i was husband just gonna dies. bring that up yes go, uh, go i just it to me that was always what was so brilliant about it a it's just fabulous crying like fa- fabulous is. example of crying but it was like oh that's that thing where something happens and you just have to like cry it out you know uh and, and it's not even what happened to you it's just like what happen to someone else and you're just like so overcome with emotion you just have to like get it out and i just i loved the the intelligence of that of including that and like the way she performs it like that heaving crying was just uh like early cataloging years that scene was always like the one i remembered yeah and i want to say i always get my bills mixed up and i know one of them has passed away bill paxton has passed away but bill pullman is in this movie 
Bill True Pullman is in this movie. I believe you're correct that Bill Paxton okay. is the one who's unfortunately I'm, passed yeah, away. I'm pretty sure that I'm right about that, I think. Um, but I love that that's when, I mean, there's so much of that as like, oh, God, of course he shows up now. But, like, I'm so glad he does because mm-hmm. it just adds another layer. of. It's just like grab an extra tissue because here we go. It's mm-hmm. just like um, that she's so happy to see him and they say uh, – does she say or does he say, um, can we just hold each other for the rest of our lives? I she, feel says like she says that. She says it. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. I know. Uh, Gina. Ugh, Gina. I was just so. Um, I I loved her. I think yeah. this is like, uh, this. There, I feel like every once in a while, you see actors just get cast in roles that are just. I hate saying like born to play. Mm. I've probably said it on this podcast before, but like uh, it's it's just that all the right pieces are there. It's like that what they bring outside as a human, and also what they actually like. With, like it's almost like written for them in a way, whether it was or wasn't, because it uh, it wasn't because the winger was supposed to have this. So it's yeah. just I just love that story of like those two women and what they would have brought to it. And I I think Gina Davis is just. It worked out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's so insane that this role wasn't written for her because she just fits it like a glove. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, well, okay, so my, any other thoughts on Gina Davis? No, go for it. Yeah. I mean, there might be some stuff later that I remember, yeah. but yeah. What's um, your number three? My number three is Rosie O'Donnell as Doris. Yay. I think Good. that she is lovely in this movie she's great support like featured ensemble um you know featured supporting player like it's uh, talk about a role that's perfect for rosie i mean just you know like that is it's just perfect casting i think that rosie i mean she has so many great moments i mean i'm obsessed with her during the world series on third base like that looked good to me ellen sue that looked good to me like i one more one more more. she turns to the left one more it's I I have a, I, I believe used, her. Yes. Uh, you believe her. I used to play you know gay volleyball, and you get to that point where you're just like that person, and I just <laughs> you know like when someone has like a bad serve, and you're like that looked good to me, that looked good to me, you know, and it's like oh, she you know what st- sticks out to me is there's that obviously that great moment in the in the locker room when after Betty's gets the news where we have the single tear of Rosie. Yes. Oh, that single tear. I also love after they lose and she's sitting in the dugout crying and then mm. she like taps her knee, like, come on, played well. Like it's, that's such a beautiful, like, again, not a necessary moment, but it just packed such a wallop of like, Oh, Doris's father is there. Like, I don't even know if she knew he was there, but like, Oh, I know. I wish I could have seen them like see each other, but I like, know we're going to get a steak dinner. All right. On you, on you, fans. on you. Oh my God. That that's another, like, you know, father daughter relationship that I just loved in this movie. Um, yes. and I, yeah, I just, I think that she, you know, that speech on the bus about like not feeling like she was, it, it's, Oh, forget about it. So good. It's so good. And, and you're just like, yeah, good for you. Like, and I look around and like, you know, you know, I, I think, you know, we are we are somebody and it's such like a a, a a scene with a message, but I'm here for it. I'm like, yeah, tear yes. up that picture and throw it out the window. Uh, what does she say? Like, goodbye, Charlie or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I just and again, they didn't need to show any of that. They didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm so glad that they did. Yeah. So um, long, Charlie. I think that's what it is. So long, yes. Charlie. Yeah. I will say, um, to kind of bleed in, my number two 
is actually a duo. I put Rosie and Madonna and I lump them into one sort of slot for my number two slot. Because okay. as much as like Madonna is, um, you know, from what I read about her on set and how sort of difficult she was like she's great she's Mm -hmm. great in this movie uh it is like a a perfect role for her and i do love the combo of both of them together but i think both of them i could you could separate them for sure but i Mm -hmm. i wanted to give i definitely wanted to give rosie that spot like it's more like rosie with madonna in parentheses it's like um madonna's in the sidecar yeah yeah it's like but i i i just i i think that the two of them together is really what makes it even because you need someone to play off of and none, neither of them are the straight man i guess it's like maybe mm-hmm. sometimes they toggle back and forth but like they're both just um such huge personalities too and i i i love like one of my favorite madonna moments is when she comes out of the confessional and the guy like <laughs> i think rosie says like that's the second time uh he's dropped his bible or whatever yeah or maybe third time um, and then she comes out, gives a sign of a cross, and then, like, winks at the two boys, like, sitting in the pew. I just thought that was perfect. She makes me laugh. I mean, she, um, and I, I love also when the, um, Madonna is the first one to, like, come after Stillwell with the bat. And I'm mm-hmm. like, of course, May would be the first one. Because I wanted to kill that kid. Yeah. And uh, Rosie says, don't use Marla's bat. Use mine. It's heavier. Right. Like, I just love that sort of, like... Uh, I don't know Abbott and Costello sort of like mm-hmm. waka waka but also like they're both so they're like unlikely friends but mm-hmm. I love that they know each other because I think in another universe they I think they originally wanted Rosie to be more of a sex pot is what I was reading yeah um, but they just kind of changed the role for her which I love well, and their relationship from like the details we get I mean that is a prequel because normally with prequels I'm like well I already know how it's going to end because I've seen the, the the original but a prequel that's like following uh, Doris and May's friendship because it's like yes. Doris's father ran the the dance hall or the strip joint where may yes danced. i believe so yeah and so like and they're such like obviously doris is like a little bit of a marla hooch in terms of, like she's she's you know uh not a traditional you know feminine beauty queen um and so i love that like the two of them develop this unlikely friendship and like thinking of like because I'm not positive where Be- where Peekskill is, but that's uh, somewhere in New York. I think, you know, off Queens or Long Island or something, or Long Island. And then, obviously, uh, Doris is from Staten Island. So the idea of them, like, being these, like, fellow New Yorkers, like, seeing each other on the field, and then, you know, I don't know. I could just see the story developing. And their relationship is so... It definitely comes through that Madonna actually liked Rosie O'Donnell because they have such a, a great chemistry. Yes. Yeah. It, it it has to work in order for that to work, I guess. And I I also read, too, that um, Rosie O'Donnell played, like, translator for Penny Marshall because she could understand her Staten Island accent. And right. that's why she was featured a little bit more because Penny's like, oh, I like her. It's like I she she gets it. Like, um, maybe, Rosie, let's do another scene with you or something. Let's write something for Rosie. You know, right. I, I just love that idea. Her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. We literally need her because no one understands. <laughs> right. I always think of Fred Armisen as Penny Marshall. I mean, oh, that is the some... looker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, as the God. looker. Oh, my God. Um, Him sitting at the desk, like picking up the phone. He puts lotion on his hands. Have you seen that? It's, <laughs> no. it's incredible. I will send it to you okay. and it'll be... It's beautiful. Okay. Um, but 
and I think another great Madonna moment, just to kind of share the slot with her, it's like that moment where she has to say, like, I'm not going back to that club and I'm not dancing for those guys. Like, so you better figure this out when Mr. Lowenstein comes mm-hmm. and says, like, we're in trouble. I do believe her. And that could easily be sort of like a, all right, Madonna, sit down here. Like, you're not really giving it. But she does. I think she does a great job in this movie. I think that, like, she is more than adequate. And I th- I think that this is also that lightning in the bottle role for her too, where she's mm. like, oh yeah, I got this. Like sort of like sex pot, badass, breaking the rules, sneaking out to the, you know, the bar at, you know, 2 a.m. sort of thing. I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'll admit that there are um, some moments where I do have that reaction of like, okay, Madonna, sit down. Sure. But I feel like it's similar to like, casting tom hanks as jimmy where it's like yeah but it's madonna like when you put the whole thing together it's like and especially early 90s madonna that's a very different era of madonna than today like that's such like it's it's the spectacle of seeing madonna have this like dramatic monologue in a you know in a dugout like it's i i i think that she I think that she just kills those scenes in the Suds Bucket. Uh, Sud Bucket? Sud Bucket? Am I saying, am I saying the name sure. of that bar? Sud. I think there's an S. Suds I feel bucket. like there's an It um, does sound wrong, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, know. Speaking of words with S's in it that you don't need, peak skill is in Westchester. Um, okay. <laughs> nice. I'm going to Google a Suds Bucket. Uh, oh, yeah. Suds Bucket. Okay. Um, so I think that that scene, she, it's just... I I am going to assume that she did her own dancing. I'm going to just assume uh, that that was like part of the, the appeal of this was that she could do this whole routine. Um, yes. But it's, she's so great in it. She's so perfectly cast. I agree. It's like lightning in a bottle. Like this is such perfect casting mm-hmm. to have Madonna. I mean, I had read on IMDb, I guess at one point, I don't know if it was for this role, but Marissa Tomei had auditioned and I thought, yes. oh, she would have killed this yes. role. Yes. I remember reading that. Yes, yes, that, yes. That I could certainly agree with. Um, but yeah, you know, I, um, I'm i going to do a last minute change on my list that I think makes <gasps> sense for the flow of the Whoa. conversation and make Madonna my number two. Okay. Um, because I she's high on my list and has her own slot because it's not that it is a pitch perfect performance because Madonna has limits. Sure. Like, and as, as soon as she starts to fly out of that stratosphere, it's like, Oh God, like, you know, it's like Madonna in the, in the next best thing or whatever. Like those other movies where it's just like, yeah. Oh God, you're not, you're not naturally charming enough to be this like leading lady. Yeah. Um, but the perfection of the casting, the moments where she is perfect, the moment where she's teaching Shirley Baker how to read and she's like, who cares? She's reading, you know, like she's, yeah. uh, or when she turns the page, oh, it gets even better and like turns the page yes, more, or yes. this is where it gets good. It, it, it's, it's lovely. And I'm so happy she's there. And I, the, the backstory of her being such an awful human being to everybody and like criticizing Chicago and, and like, you know, just, you know, not being there for the experience it sours things a little bit because there's such a feel good quality, this movie, but at the same time, it's kind of, you know, again, it's the whole picture of like, yeah, but they had fucking Madonna in this movie. Like, yeah, it, it's, it just leaves a mark. And, you know, to see Madonna circa 90, you know, 92 Madonna playing baseball. Um, it's, it's like, Oh wow. Look at that. Like it's, it, there is a novelty to that. 
Yeah, and these women had to play. Like mm-hmm. they had, I think I read that they auditioned like 2,000 women for this or something. I know that number seems big, but I, I think that's I think what you're it right. Was. Yeah. And they had like big stars and everyone had to play baseball. They had, yeah. because you can't fake this. Like you have to be able to hit as far as, I mean, I can only imagine how much footage they had of just them like playing um, just to get those montages and everything like that too. And yeah. it's, it's satisfying when you could see someone like really dig in the dirt and do it and get it done. So, um, and I think I read, was it, I think it was like Rosie and, oh, it was Rosie and Lori Petty that were like the two best players. I think mm-hmm. that's what I read on IMDb. Yeah, I'd say, um, yeah. Which is great. I love that. I, it's just like fun stuff. It seemed like it would be such a fun time. And I, it's going back to Madonna too. Like she, she looks great in this uniform. She looks great in this era. I buy everything that she yeah. is selling in this yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's a it's a great again like featured supporting role. It's a she, it's a great note that she plays. I like that she's more the sex pot, and Doris is her own kind of energy. I think that works so much better mm-hmm. um, than if they were either both the same or you know one way or the other. Yes. Um, so am, am I correct that that's bringing us to our number one BSA yeah, slot? Yeah, we're both here. Look at us. Okay. Um, I'm going to reveal mine. My number one, Marla Hooch. Megan wow. Whoa, yes. whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. Oh, wow. That, oh, I, what a I surprise. Mean, for a number of reasons. It's like if I remember anything... And if you ask anyone about, I mean, I'm sure there are other moments like, yeah, isn't that the movie with like Rosie O'Donnell, Madonna and Tom Hanks? Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you could say their names, but like you could say those names. But like as far as those moments, the Marla Hooch moments and like I I really think this is driven by the fact that we got that first scene with her father. I was just like that was really really sealed the deal for me and just seeing the evolution. I know she doesn't have as big of a role. Like I wish she had more of like a Biddy Shram sort of arc. I guess you mm-hmm. know she doesn't have that much of an arc. But from seeing her like so inside herself to seeing her married to Nelson and the tra- I mean we already talked about the train scene, so I I I won't beat a dead horse there too. But like there there's just such love between both of those characters that I really appreciated. Mm. Um and and. Yeah, everything about, like, I'm singing the Nelson. Even the way that she sings, it had to be you. She's oh. like, some others I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's hard to, like, I think, in my opinion, like, playing drunk and being funny is harder than it sounds or harder than it looks, I think. So, like, I really, really love that about her. And I love that Dottie's like, okay, we gotta go, sweetie. Come yeah, on. yeah. She's like, no, no. I'm singing like Nelson. Nelson, the uh, hair in her but, face and the wavy finger. Uh. Yeah, and like I, you just get these little bits, like the uh, gracefully and grandly, and mm-hmm. of course she's terrible at it. And yeah. of course the famous line, like, "What do you suggest? A lot of night games." And oh, she's that's... like, "Boo!" <laughs> she like kind of looks at the camera. I love that it doesn't affect her as much. Like she knows she's not a beauty, but. I, I don't know. There's something about, like, I think the energy of the team that makes her feel like, like, it doesn't matter. I know I'm not going to win a beauty pageant, but I'm here and I'm mm-hmm. playing and I'm living my dream and I'm getting paid to do it. And I'm just going to enjoy myself. And she has, like, such a great, uh like, arc in the movie. She gets married and, like, you never expect for that to happen. Like, she could have easily just been, like, this runt of the litter sort of idea. Mm-hmm. Um I just love that she's so good too. Yeah. Like she's not like 
she's not Biddy Shram who like messes up every once in a while. Like she is like she's in it. She's Even like the best hitter. Yeah. 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 It's like, exactly. And like the whole, like the the signal scene where she's mm-hmm. like in and out and like that's funny. It's just there's so much of this movie that I remember. Um, I, I just remember specifically Megan Kavanaugh in this in this um, movie too. So she represents a lot of. I wouldn't say why I love this movie, but like she's the one that I remember, and mm-hmm. I I just really think she's a memorable, goofy supporting character. Is she like a, a an official like BSA level like uh, she does? She's not too crucial to the plot, but like I I love that she's here, yeah, and um and I love her, and that's yeah. my number one. I love that. I love, you know, and Marla, I love that the character of Marla, you know, when we kind of see the older Marla later, like she's this happy little lady and Nelson's still alive and he's retired. Our grandson or our son's taking over the business. It's like everything worked out for Marla and she got satisfying. She went somewhere and she had a life and she's happy and it's just like, ugh. Okay, good, because none of that would have happened if she didn't get on the train that day. Yeah, you got to go where th- where the things are. Is that yeah. what it was? Nothing happens here. You got to go where things happen. That's yeah. What it is. I love that. I yeah. love that line. I love that inclusion. I love that representation of Marla at the top of the list. Um, well, <laughs> then then my number one BSA, and I feel good about this, is Lori Petty as Kiss. Yes. Oh, gosh, I can't wait to talk about this. Go for yeah. it. Yeah. No, I had originally, I had put Madonna at number one because there was just something so iconic about it. But especially sure. the more we talked about Lori Petty, the more I realized that, like, I wanted Kit, I want Kit and Marla to have these number one slots. Yeah. You know? Oh, I love that idea. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, for me, Kit, and we've talked about her a bunch already, but she's... Lori Petty is so good in this movie. And then the World Series, Lori Petty just cranks it up to a 27. Yeah. Like the emotional journey that she has, the crying in the dugout. Like, oh my God. I I think about that so often when she's just like heaving and crying in the dugout and she's got her arm in the coat and, you know, uh, and her teammates like, shake it off, Kit. Like you got to hit, you know? And And the face journey that she has going up to bat and the music and oh, it's just I, the last time I watched it, I was like, this is, this is phenomenal. This, this is, is, this is, this is really good. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought, wow, Lori Petty is, is just, you know, knocking it out of the park. Um, like, yeah, she's, yeah, it's, it's so, and like that character is so important. And like, it's so funny. Like Johnny and I were talking about this where like you want, you know, the, you want the peaches to win, even though like the deeper narrative is like, this has been about Kit the whole time. Like this, this has been about Kit getting out of, you know, Oregon and and having a life and like the real win at the end of this, the real satisfying win is for Kit to finally be the star. And I think, you know, it's like, it took me a while to kind of feel like happy that it ends this way, you know? Yeah, you want them to win. And it, it goes against that that mold of the good guys didn't win. But yeah. also like we had one of the good guys on the other team too. I keep saying good guys, good women. Mm. Um, and it also like poses the question. It's like, did Dottie drop the ball on purpose? Yeah. Or did be- she not? Mm-hmm. And I love that nothing is explained and most likely she might have dropped it because Dottie wouldn't have dropped it. She yeah, wouldn't have. She everything, wouldn't have. Everything in the movie tells you up to that point that 
she would never have dropped it. She would have nailed it, and it would have been a great victory for the Peaches. But I love that that's op- open-ended like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that scene in the beginning when her grandsons are playing basketball is such the act one gun when she tells the older one, like, sometimes you got to let him get a few shots in. Oh, yeah. And then she tells the other one, you know, kill him. And, and it's so the narrative of this is like, or the suggested narrative is that, like, you know, Kit still had to, like, she had to bust her ass to get there. But that's the question is, did Dottie let her have it? Did she, I mean, and because I think the counterpoint to that is Dottie goes to Evelyn or uh, Ellen Sue and says, like, pitch high ones. She can't she can't hit him and she can't resist him. So, like, yeah. Dottie, I mean, there isn't a suggestion that, like, Dottie realizes this is her, you know, she wants her sister to win. But it, it, there's no hint in that moment of, like, of, like, we don't see her, like, hold the ball and then drop it. It just rolls out of her hand. So you just, like, you never yeah. really know if Kit... I mean, and the other thing, I think the other hint in the scene after when they're both, you know, getting ready to get on the bus, where Dottie says to Kit, like, hey, you know, you wanted it more. And I think that that has always been true. I think that mm-hmm. Kit always wanted this more than Dottie. Dottie was yeah. just doing it really for Kit. So Dottie didn't need this win, you know? And it sucks that the Peaches, you know, didn't get this win. But, like, I... I, I, I appreciate how the story got so micro by that final moment that this was really yeah. about these two sisters that we met in the beginning and like, you know, you know, the, the other daughter, Dot, you know, Dottie's, Dottie's little sister, Kit, finally yes. wins. And yeah. Oh, and I love when, you know, and, you know, when she hugs her coach and she's like, I did it. I did it. And it just, I want this for Kit, you know, like I want it for yeah. Kit. Yeah. And like it, it's it does you don't really subscribe to that right away. Like there's still part of me that wish, wants to see Rosie O'Donnell scream and like run around the field, you know, uh-huh. and hug Madonna. Like you 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 expect it and you need it and and never happens. And it's like all right, well, that's the game. That's yeah. The, that's life. That's you got to move on. And that's uh, but it it does because there's so much sacrifice in that moment with Gina Davis because like Gina. Or, or Dottie, it's like she does love the game, and I'm sure on many levels she wanted to win. But as soon as she, I don't know, it's like I, I just love when Kit comes up to that plate, and Dottie is just like staring at her, like mm-hmm. stone faced, like that jawline. I keep oh. talking about it, but it's it's there's, it's so intimidating. Yeah, um, I know. I felt like the nervousness. Like if I was Kit in this moment, I would blow it completely. I just would not be able to get out of my head. And, yeah, yeah. Ugh, it's movie you have to so you have to go back and watch through the credits to this last this this last scene oh, of this old yes, lady yes. playing with the uh, the umpire fighting with him you are going to love it <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait uh um any other thoughts on a league of their own before no, we No, it's just i i can't wait to rewatch and rewatch this movie again i mm-hmm. i just think it's fantastic and um i want to become fluent in the quotes and um i I think i want to watch it with keon eventually because he like me has also like seen it but hasn't seen it in a while and just Mm. like i love that i that we got to uh, become reacquainted with it because of this. so i'm i'm so happy yeah this is a movie i would watch again repeatedly and and any if it was like if i if i had a tv anytime it was on tv i would stop and watch the rest of it you know oh yeah it's one of those movies it's yeah it's such a rainy saturday afternoon type of movie too yes yeah yes 
Um, well, that I think then brings us to our final segment of the episode, which of course is our BSA of the week, mm. uh, which of course is a um, an actor or a performance or a food or a song or a thing or anything in our lives that is acting as the best supporting actress of our lives right now. Yes. Um, do you have any any nominees? No, I uh, I was trying to think of anything else in my life. I'm still working my way through um, what we do in the shadows. Uh-huh. I recommend. Okay, I'm on season two, and it's getting. It was it was great. It was good in the first season, and now it's even better. There's there's so much going on, and I just love all of those actors. And I'm just slowly like Keon's not watching it with me. It's just one of those things that's like it's like just for me, and I'm kind of working through it on my own mm. and watching it and having a really good time. So. I'm still recommending that um, to everyone. Um, but my BSA of the week comes from TikTok, Colin. And I don't know yes. if you watched those I, of videos course that I, I did. sent. Oh, of course. Good, good. Okay. So I sent Colin two TikToks of, from this account um, just to have a little base knowledge of what I'm about to say. But I don't know her name. She's a, she's a granny. The hashtags in the TikTok, TikTok are granny gone wild. I love tiktok a grandma's of tiktok that's like mm-hmm. a little subculture of tiktok that's really worth the deep dive if you choose that's to. a thing grandma's of yeah. tiktok oh yeah keep so selling it every week it. i know yeah. so there is this woman the the actual um the handle for the tiktok is eddie p doyle and i'm sure you've seen her because i mean just this video alone that i one of them i sent to colin has 5.4 million likes and i think it had like 11.4 million views it's nuts and it's just this old grandma she has to be like 102 like (laughs) so tired of everyone Mm -hmm. but she's also so charming and she just is like speaking her mind and telling everyone to shut up and like her it's all in the voice though i don't know how it's like she's just like barely hanging on but is also Mm -hmm. like strong enough to keep on going to i she makes me laugh hard and then one of the tiktoks that i sent to you was her pouring garlic powder on eggs that and garlic it is, powder. it is <laughs> disgustingly perfect though i just think like she pours the whole thing on this eggs mm-hmm. on these eggs and um she's like <laughs> and the grandson is like what are you doing you're insane and she looks up and she's like you're insane and she's like this is what keeps me alive it's like (laughs) her like her vocal cords are just like non-existent they're like sandpaper at this point i am obsessed with her i watched so many of her videos i love her go and watch eddie p doyle on tiktok D-O-Y-L-E, yeah. Yeah, she, I, I'm, I have no idea her nationality, if it's Doyle, maybe she's Irish, that would make sense to me. Like, I was like, this reminds me of my grandmother, like, this, I know who this lady is. Like, I, I mean, I don't think my grandmother ever poured that much garlic powder on eggs. It's, it's obscene. It's an it's obscene, obscene amounts. And you think, oh, maybe she's kind of losing it, but then she's like, oh, no, I know exactly what I'm doing. And it's just, yeah. Ugh, it's just, you're just chewing garlic powder. It's just like yeah. eating sand. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Well, anyway, I, she's great. Yeah, I'm, you know, I, I, I don't know why I don't have TikTok. I, I mean, I, the Russians must have my info by now. So I, I know, might as well it's just like get on the TikTok. world's going to be ending in 10 years anyway, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah, TikTok, TikTok, tock, the clock is ticking, yeah. Yes. How um, about you, Colin? What are your BSA or any runners up? Well, I mean, I don't. It may be a runners-up, but it, I, it's worth at least mentioning in this moment, uh, and and we can of course uh, delve deeper into it maybe in the future. But I have started watching Smash. 
<laughs> I was hoping you'd say because you texted me and I yeah. haven't heard anything, but I was like, ooh, I had, maybe he's saving like, it for the pod. Saving for, yeah. for the pod. I, uh, I think I'm four episodes in. Oh, and what uh, a joy. And I just keep thinking, oh, of course you and Amanda love this show. Yes. Like, of course. Like, oh, my God. It's so... Yes, it's a like beautiful I, disaster. It's a it disaster. Is. Oh my god, the the scene. Oh my god, I like without getting too far ahead. I just because it, when it starts, I was like, okay, okay, this isn't like awful. Yeah, the pilot's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, and it was really the the moment when it like when when the milk turned for me was the scene after Deborah Messing decides that she doesn't, or no, the husband, or they just decide they don't want to go through with the, the, the adoption. And the the son is sulking outside and Deborah is out there talking to him, Leo. And he's like, well, you told me that I was going to have like a baby brother, baby sister. I'm like, dude, you're 17. You're like about to move out. What do you care? Yeah. He's like a six year old trapped in like a 17 year old body. Yeah. It's so strange. It we was gotta so... go get her. She's we... waiting for us, oh, Mom. God! Oh, it's so bad. Oh, oh my god. I'm so glad you're watching it. I mean, Megan Hilty is a dream. She oh, is she's like, fabulous. She is by far <clears throat> the superior Marilyn. But not, I mean, this is like these conversations, like Team Ivy versus Team Karen. I love that mm-hmm. her name is Karen. I Karen know. Cartwright. That's, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's so much to discuss. I I I think. Once you are done with season one, maybe we can have like a check-in, like Absolutely. the DSAs of Smash season one, because season mm-hmm. two is different um, mm-hmm. in a way. So I think that'll be an Angelica Houston. Oh, <laughs> the, the bangs. Houston, the bangs, the boxy uh, dresses. I mean, yes, I am. I, I do know that season two is very different. And the reason I know that is because of my BSA of the week, your pal Juby's Julie Klausner talking yes. about, I can't, I mean, three weeks in a row, three weeks in a row. It's Julie uh. Klausner. Um, Cause I listened to the episode where she talks about that. She's like season two. It's like, it's like, they're so like, Oh, wink, wink. We know it's a bad show. I know she's wearing all those scarves. Like she's like, I just wanted to go back to the like disaster of season one that yes. wasn't on to itself. And I was like, okay. And she says, and I don't know what Jennifer Hudson's doing on this show. So, <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Uh, Call it. You have no idea what's ahead of you, and I'm I'm so excited to talk. Oh, like just <laughs> text me now. Now that it's out in the open, just okay, send me. I will send me your thoughts. Oh my god, we can uh, have like a weekly segment. But I'm so happy. I'm so glad because it's on Prime, right? It's on Amazon. Prime. Catherine McPhee tweeted last week or maybe the week before that it's on Amazon Prime and I was like yes I own the DVDs though so I can watch it whenever I want oh how nice yeah it's on Prime <laughs> with ads because it's through IMDB TV oh, so every once annoying. in a while I, I get a 60 second breather to go yeah oh, I mean sometimes me? a commercial's nice get a it's snack like, yeah like Pluto TV real quick yes yeah. you know I love to do that um, oh, it's great. I mean you know I I think where I needed to take a breather was like okay the rumor has it moment I'm like oh mm, mm. Oh, Colin. Like, it's the, so bad. The rehearsing in the living room. And I don't know who that actor is, but it's like, oh, God. Wesley You're, Taylor, the Wesley, guy, like the oh, lead gay. Oh, oh he's, he's every. But he knows, like, if you've seen him, like, in real, he knows exactly what he's doing at the same time, too. Like, he, because he is a musical theater gay. Like, he's been in a lot of Broadway shows, too. So, but um, I think he's in on the joke, even though he might not seem like it if that helps at all too but it, yeah. it's pretty bad 
because it's like the way he speaks i'm like oh you're every mean gay guy in i Hell's know Kitchen. i don't like that yeah him and yeah. that other girl they're like oh and you're just in the ensemble karen right there's it's, so many things coming up to oh oh it's just and i just i feel like you know the the clearly laughter from discomfort from her boyfriend uh is it dev is that his name in that oh, dev handsome um, dev yeah. he's so handsome yeah oh. i love him I but love it's him. it's like oh they're all just like dancing at me in a in a in a new york apartment's living room like uh it's like it's too close i just i identified with that moment um so okay so that's so smash is obviously like we will have much more to say on that yes. but indeed my actual bsa of the week it's all julie all the time in this house i highlights include um oh god well there's one that like she's she normally keeps it pretty light but she there was someone who uh a friend of hers david ozanich who had died and then she i don't remember if she played the interview originally like when he was alive and then like played it again after he died Mm -hmm. i think that's what it was or no maybe i think she but in any event he's the friend of hers who's like uh obsessed with the actress karen black and has his list of like the best karen black roles and as she's introducing the segment after he's died like she starts to get emotional and she starts crying and it's just like jubies i just she has it all ah i just broke my heart um you broke my heart Uh, my aiden um and just i mean (laughs) I will never tire of the Jimmy Jazz talk. It just... No. Oh, You know, <laughs> and when she's like, he wants to be called Josh this week. And like, she just... I just... Jamie I, Jazz. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> who's now alone as Jimberly Jazz. Like, Jimberly she just Jazz. goes on and on. It's just so good. I... um, I just... I feel like, uh, you know, I think she... I think I probably said this last week, but... Uh, lockdown life is 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 weighing hard on my shoulders and i'm moving in a couple weeks and i think that'll refresh my spirits but um she is she is like when i wake up at 3 a.m and i can't go back to sleep i put on some jubies and i just set the sleep timer for when the episode ends and she is yeah i mean oh such a gift your pal jubies i'm so glad three weeks in a row i started listening to um some episodes too i was listening to the one with andrea martin Mm. um i love that one my favorite part of that entire episode is when she's talking about that like uh it's like a true crime doc on hbo it's called like the staircase or something like that I can't remember, but this guy like mm. apparently like pushed his wife downstairs oh, and killed oh, her. Yes, oh, and then he's like, about. yes, and he and that yes. whole line of like love to fuck, never, never been, been fucked, fucked, but I'm willing to try. I've been saying that to myself <laughs> all week. I've like I need a to tote that. bag. Yeah, can we make her one and just send yes. it to her? Yes, I because uh. she brings it up again in like the next ep- couple episodes. She'll just quote it without without. You I know, love the callback. Context. She knows exactly what she's doing. It's yeah. it's like, uh, it's perfect. She's perfect. Yeah. I wanted to quote that to you, but I was like, oh, I don't know if Nick's heard that oh, episode. And that would be I weird. Yes. Yeah. I remember it from like the first time I listened to it. I was like, this is the episode. Yeah. Oh, God. Love to fuck. Never been Never fucked. Never been fucked. <laughs> but I'm willing to try. <laughs> oh, man. I just love Julie Klausner. Klausnerama. Yeah. That's klausnerama at gmail.com. Yes. Um, well, I, I, I can't think of anything else to say um, except play ball. Play ball. Play us, ball. Off. <laughs> play us <laughs> off. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, we're being played off now. So, um, so anyway, where can folks find more of you? They can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Kuchanov. I'm also on TikTok, but I don't post anything yet. So, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just. I've a made requests, but you know. yes, I know, I know. I hear your requests, Lady One of these things. Yeah. yeah. Um, How about you, Colin? Well, you can find me on In the Details, a celebration of nuance, or All Right, Mary, talking about. Uh, drag race and drag queens and all kinds of gay shit uh and you can find me on twitter at colin drucker and instagram at colin drucker underscore and of course you can reach out to both of us in a best supporting capacity at bsa pod on twitter and you can send us emails with thoughts about a league of their own what are your favorite moments julie klausner we will continue those conversations smash and you can send those thoughts to the bsa pod at gmail.com Yes. No, I was just thinking, I've, I've listened to so much of Julie Klausner that I wanted to call it Twitter. Twitter! <laughs> no, I mean, you will. I mean, I've started saying dogs because of dogs. her as opposed to mm-hmm. dogs. Yeah, there's so much vernacular that she just has introduced into my life, and I love her. Yeah, I, so I have to go to, I hope How Is Your Wiki still exists, because yes. uh, I need that reference. But um, Yes, yes, yes. But in any event, thank you, Julie Klausner. Um, thank you, Grandma Carly Powder. <laughs> Uh, and um and of course you know all of our all of our best supporting actresses of a league of their own this week from uh biddy shram to uh oh the one moment i forgot to mention when is it helen who pours the coffee like look at the girls pouring coffee and then she mm -hmm. looks up at the camera and says coffee she minds it that <laughs> yeah. was one of my favorite <laughs> moments i love that but anyway yeah, yeah thank you to and, her. and and helen played by ann ramsey pouring yes. coffee uh, um and thank you to eddie mecca for for a lot that you know what yeah. you did eddie <laughs> and uh <laughs> and that as they say is that